Welcome to Make a Baby with Hashimoto's, where we will chat all things Hashimoto's and baby making. I'm Chelsea, registered dietitian and spiritual healer. I'm also a Hashimoto's warrior and mom of one. And I'm Morgan. I'm a registered nurse, fellow Hashimoto's warrior, and a new mom of one as well. And we're so excited to help guide you through this amazing journey. Let's Let's make a baby. All right. Welcome back to Make a Baby with Hashimoto's. We are going to be doing a Q&A today. We have some um, Instagram followers that reached out to us with some questions. So Chelsea and I are going to talk about these questions and answer them for you guys. Yeah. Um, Yes, we do this often, guys. We put a little question box um, up on our Instagram. So make sure you're following us. We'll We're in the show notes below, Um, but we love answering whatever questions you need and directing you to whatever resources you need. Um, So definitely make sure you're checking out our stories frequently. Yeah, totally agree with all. (laughs) All right. So we're going to go to our first question, which was how to avoid a flare during pregnancy and post-pregnancy. And I know we've kind of, we have a whole episode on postpartum. but I don't think we've ever really talked about like during pregnancy, which is interesting, but, um, I don't know for me, I don't know that I had much of a flare during pregnancy. And I think that's because a lot of my symptoms kind of went into remission. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my biggest piece of advice, as far as like how to avoid a flare during pregnancy, um, would probably be to make sure that you're having lab work drawn to make sure that you're on the correct medication. Um, I would say decrease your stress as much as possible, which is, I don't know, will you hear that all the time? It's easier said than done sometimes. Um, but if you can, you know, find ways or things that help you decrease stress, whether it's taking a walk outside, you know, just sitting down and like binging on your favorite episode of whatever you like to watch, just something to kind of help you wind down and, you know, try not to stress about maybe what's going on in your body. Um, and then also for me, like eating foods that make me feel good, a lot of times help me whenever I'm in a flare. So trying to avoid foods that upset my stomach or, you know, make me have fatigue or a headache. So a lot of that is kind of how I avoid a flare, like in general. Yeah. I'll yeah. Your thoughts on that. So while it is not common to get a flare during pregnancy, it can happen. Yeah. And I think that there's a few reasons why that happens. Um, typically you are not getting your labs checked as frequently as you should during pregnancy, especially during the first and second trimesters. That is when, especially as soon as you get pregnant, um, when your thyroid starts producing a lot more of the hormones mm-hmm. and we want to make sure that we are making enough or getting enough of what we need to control those levels so that our thyroid is not going into the state of whack flare, mm-hmm. flareness. <laughs> yeah. So a key, the key to that is making sure that you're getting your labs checked. That means speaking up about it. Now, it is also common to be diagnosed with Hashimoto's 
during pregnancy for this exact reason. Your thyroid and all the hormones it produces plays a huge role in the development of your baby. So your body's making more of it um, or it needs more of it. Um, And this is why you may need an increase of your medication because all the other hormones are increasing and it's causing you your TSH to go higher and we need help keeping it at a stable level so that our body doesn't flare up. Um, So I would definitely recommend that if you do feel symptoms during pregnancy, that you definitely go get your lips checked out. And that might mean you need some medication um, just to help in the meantime, keep everything at bay while your body's doing everything it can to make a happy and healthy baby. That does not mean just because like we want our body to make more, but we don't want our body to make an excessive amount because that can also damage the the development of the child as well. Um, So something to keep in mind is that during pregnancy, it's not common, but definitely possible. And it's most likely due to these these reasons. Um, As far as postpartum goes, this is something we went like really in depth in another episode, but Mm -hmm. we both experienced a postpartum flare. And I would say mine hit me around like the three, four, five month mark the most. And it started with the fatigue, Um, like such bad fatigue. I was losing my hair and that was probably postpartum and Hashimoto's Um, gaining weight. Yeah. It's a lie what they say. If you breastfeed, you lose weight. (laughs) I gained like 20 pounds Um, and I just did not feel like me. I needed help. And at that point, um, you know, I was getting my blood work done. I discussed with my endocrinologist and my OBGYN who was following me, what I was feeling, what I was going through. We ended up increasing my medication, which has now come back down. I just need a little extra help. Then. Um, and like Morgan said, I worked on rediscovering what foods work best for my body during that time, because while I was pregnant, I was able to eat things that uh, at the moment I my body doesn't like very much, which is okay. I'm fine with that, but it it was very important finding what foods work best for me during that period. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. Okay. Our next question is, is there a link between Epstein-Barr and Hashimoto's? Yes. Yes. (laughs) There definitely can be. And my gut instinct is to be like, uh, yeah, hundred percent of the time, but there's no scientific evidence that states that. So therefore I'm not going to say that even though I may feel that that, um, could be a definite root cause of Hashimoto's. Um, and so Epstein's bar virus is basically what happens after you get mono. Mm -hmm. So you get mono, what, when you're in high school, right. Or college. Uh, and you may oh, have you, kissing disease. Is that yeah, kissing disease. Like yep. And I actually ended up getting it even before I ended up like my first kiss, which is just stupid. <laughs> um, anyway, I didn't even have like a good story. Um, <laughs> but you get mono and that definitely affects your lymph nodes, the fluids in your body. Um, and what happens is that virus lays dormant in your spinal mm-hmm. fluid. And it can come out at any time it wants. So it's a viral infection. And so when this um, Epstein's-Barr virus is triggered in your spinal fluid, it can definitely cause a slew of um, 
symptoms like fatigue, sore throat, swollen lymph nodes, very common symptoms of Hashimoto's. Now, it, it basically lays dormant until it awakens and what causes it to awaken, typically stress, um, traumatic events, luck, (laughs) (laughs) genetics, uh, you know, and I find that when people are in a flare with Hashimoto's, their Epstein's power virus is usually flared as well. Mm -hmm. And so there's definitely some type of correlation. Is it a guaranteed correlation? No, but for many of us who have had or have Epstein's bar in, uh, you know, even if it's dormant, there tends to be some type of correlation. Um, so it also is no, it has been shown that the virus, when it is symptomatic um, and awake, it can produce more antibodies for our thyroid. So, or cause the thyroid to produce, cause your immune system to produce more thyroid antibodies um, because your immune system is essentially being attacked, uh, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So there is definitely a connection and a link and definitely could be something that is more common but definitely overlooked and I don't think it could hurt to the hard part is finding out if it is it it's the root cause yeah and even if it's not the root cause it might just be something you have as well Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it didn't cause your Hashimoto's or hyperthyroidism, but you t- have it too, right. um, which is definitely my case for sure. I had Hashimoto's before I ever got mono in the first place. So, um, you know, it, this is why it's hard to say like, oh, go to a functional practitioner or a naturopath or something like that. If you can't afford it or if it's something you're interested in, of course, yes. Oh, the answer is always yes. But also it's important to know that you to get through a Epstein's bar virus, um, I'm going to call it an attack. Yeah. Um, it requires a lot of rest and a lot of time and a lot of taking care of yourself. Um, and luckily there's a lot of support and pages that go in depth and practitioners that go in depth on Instagram as well. Um, and on the internet in general, but Um, Definitely work with someone qualified who knows what's happening in your body. That'll be really helpful if you are having an Epstein's bar virus flare. Yeah. You explained that beautifully. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Um, Okay. Our next question is they're looking for nutrition and supplements for Hashimoto's and trying to conceive, which I think we've kind of dived into like diet and nutrition when trying to conceive and when pregnant. Um, But I think our biggest thing with that is a lot of times knowing what foods work for your body, but also, you know, trying to have a positive mindset around foods and just making sure that you're giving yourself nutrients. And um, I would say making sure you're getting enough protein, Mm -hmm. you know, healthy carbs, such as like sweet potatoes, potatoes in general. I mean, you can do rice, you can do vegetables, you know, making sure that you're having a diet that's colorful, um, that you're getting leaf, just a good balanced diet, really making sure. I think when you have a balanced diet like that, it definitely helps having those like micronutrients and minerals that need to be in your diet as well. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, you go. 
<laughs> I was going to say, as for supplements, I think while you're trying to conceive or if any woman of childbearing age should be on a good prenatal vitamin, um, and making sure that it has folate in it. Um, because those are really important if you are trying to conceive and you do get pregnant, um, having a supplement that has those in there that can help, you know, your body support that, that baby and help grow that baby. So, um, as far as other supplements, I love collagen. Like that's one of my favorite ones that I use all the time. Um, there's tons. I'm trying to think. I, yeah, there's all kinds. <laughs> I know NHC is like another favorite. I see a lot of people use too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a good antioxidant. I'm trying to think what else I like to use. Yeah. Well, so I think the main goal of nutrition while trying to conceive is to decrease inflammation. Yeah. I think a lot of fertility issues with autoimmunity has a lot to do and a connection to the inflammation that we have going on because of our autoimmunity. So I always say, let's be realistic here, right? Like you're human, you're going to go out, you're going to have, have your life. But what, when you are in control of the situation, I think having foods that make you feel good, meaning lower your inflammation, help decrease your symptoms, um, or just make you feel like you don't need to be like rolled out of your dining room, <laughs> you know, cause like you can't move after, um, is really important. Mm-hmm. And like Morgan said, colorful plate, uh, protein, good quality ingredients is always important, but not hundred percent of the time. Right. I think intuitive eating and being realistic is a great tool to have in your pocket as well. But inflammation, lowering inflammation is key. Um, as far as supplements goes, we have a ton of favorite ones that we actually work with. We love Ovacetol. It definitely has been known to help egg quality, especially with women with Hashimoto's. It has no, been known to help with fertility issues, help with any symptoms you're having. And it's not just for getting pregnant. It's just for general cycle health as well, but it definitely has benefits if you're trying to conceive. We love Ovacetol. That link will be below in the show notes. We also love the needed brand of supplements. We love their prenatal. We love their protein powder. They have, guys, they have like a prenatal in powder form. That's amazing. Like so cool because it's really hard. Not a prenatal in powder form. No, they're amazing. Um, and, and tons of other, um, important prenatal vitamins. Like Morgan said, um, folate is important. Vitamin A is important. B12 is important. Iron is important, right? It's like, there's such a long list. Luckily, a lot of the um, prenatals that we recommend in practice, we'll post below. They have pretty much everything you need. And if not, it's like one thing you may need to supplement with. Um, But I find that a lot of the general ones you could get like CVS or Rite Aid don't have everything. Like they're not as juicy and like mm-hmm. filled with things. But the other issue comes at hand is that a lot of the nutrients that are the, like the, the, what, what is it called? Uh, Pierre de la Resistance or whatever it is in France, <laughs> French, um, are expensive yeah, and very high quality. So it does make prenatals, um, <laughs> It does make prenatals expensive. So it's like 
give or take and the hard part about you know this is this is like while you're trying to conceive but once you get pregnant if you have morning sickness or anything like that it does become a little hard to take a lot of different vitamins and and vegetables and things like that but we'll worry about that in another question yeah um like morgan said nac which is i can never pronounce it in acetylcysteine thank you i'm like n-acetyl something um (laughs) and that is something that helps with many different things especially inflammation but it is something we highly recommend you work with a practitioner on because too much or too little um, we just want to make sure that you're safe while using it that is something that can directly affect your body so we just want to make sure that you're safe Um, I'm trying to think of any other supplements. I mean, there's so many, obviously, um, like a thyroid support complex that has a ton of anti-inflammatory properties in it. Um, and all the nutrients your thyroid loves, zinc, magnesium. That's one of my other favorites is using magnesium. Yeah. Um, ginger, turmeric, all that good stuff. I'm like, I'm literally trying. And I'm have, thinking of what I have. I mean, I use like a, a I was using a vitamin C, a vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are great ones. I think just to have even pre-pregnancy and especially going Omegas. into the months. Yeah. Yeah. Those are great. Um, now there's, uh, there's tons of other supplements that can either, it really depends on the person hinder or not hinder what's the opposite of hinder not hinder I guess whatever um fertility so it's so iffy if it will work for you and that's things like um oh my gosh it's chase tree berberine berberine I don't know I don't remember oh my gosh I just had it um (laughs) Chase tree. I know, isn't it sad? I know like the herbal name Vitex. Okay. I, I was like, I uh, should do herbal here, I think. And yeah, Vitex. Berber, what is berberine? I took it for so long. I should probably know. Okay. Yeah. Berberine. Okay. <laughs> berberine is something that helps you, your um, like adrenals helps you calm. Okay. It helps you. Um, yeah. It helps the bacteria, blood sugar balance, whatever. Um, but regardless, these these supplements are things that you should definitely be using with a mm-hmm. practitioner, um, not just like hoping for the best, because right. those are the ones that can hinder or not hinder you. <laughs> At a prenatal, a lot of times has a l- many of these in the prenatal, so you don't want to be overdoing it if you're like taking vitamin C or vitamin D, but then also the prenatal has that in there, so. Yeah. And luckily a lot of the food you eat or will hopefully start including in your trying to conceive journey to make a, ha- a happy home for a happy baby um, includes a lot of these. So like um, healthy omega-3s, eat your salmon, eat your fatty fish, guys, wow. eat your walnuts, your chia seeds, um, vitamin A, hello egg yolks we love them choline egg yolks right like that like red meat has a ton of these supplements so you know definitely enhance the food you're eating and add in a nice supplement i mean sounds like a perfect mix to me and bam your body will thank you it'll be happy with all this love it great okay and our last question is just very general it says pre trying to conceive 
and I think we could hit on a lot of things here. <laughs> um, and I don't know if she's just like wanting just like the general of like what to do pre trying to conceive. Um, what comes to mind for me is like cycle tracking. Mm-hmm. If you are trying to conceive, tracking your cycle, knowing your cycle is going to help you tremendously when you're trying to get pregnant. Um, and when I say tra- tracking your cycle, I'm talking about doing it through um, basal body temperature, which is when you are taking your temperature. Um, it's the first temperature you take as soon as you wake up. This is if you're doing it like I want to say the harder way, but I'll, I'll talk about it <laughs> here in a minute. Um, so you, you wake up and like, before you get out of bed, you, you pop the thermometer in your mouth and you're taking your temperature and you write that temperature down and you're tracking it every single day. Um, and I wouldn't like eat anything or drink anything before. Cause that can obviously affect what your temperature is when you have a thermometer in your mouth. Um, but there is a, there's lots of ways that you can track your temp nowadays. Um, our favorite is temp drop, which is going to be a band that you put around like your upper bicep arm area. And you actually wear it like while you're sleeping through the night, every night and throughout the night, it takes your temperature and it like pulls out a mean body temperature. I feel like throughout the night, like what your lowest body temp is. And it like just measures all of them and it, it, it's going to give you a temperature and it's going to track it for you basically, mm-hmm. which is really convenient. It's, um, it's really nice. You don't have to like worry about, Oh, should I forgot to take my temperature this morning when I woke up? Like you just have the band on and it's doing it for you. Um, so that's probably like the easiest way. I know a lot of like the, is it the aura rings now? They can track your ovulation through that. I've been seeing that talked about. I have no personal experience using Mm -hmm. it, so I don't know, but I'm curious and I'm going to do some more research on that because I'm like, interesting. Like, it's like the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're saying it's like taking your temperature and you can track your ovulation with it, which is intriguing to me. So, yeah. Well, we love temp drop. Definitely use our code below to save some money. And I think now that we're getting close to black Friday, they're definitely going to have, I'm pretty sure a black Friday sale. So if you're listening to this before then use it. Um, but if not, definitely check out our code below because it will save you some money and we love it. I mean, I literally have the box right behind me and I know, I know you can't see unless you're watching the video, but, um, I love temp drop. It really helped me, um, conceive I'm a data gal so like seeing it and understanding like hey my cycle is longer than I thought really helped me with the trying to conceive journey and research more mm-hmm. um I think my number one piece of advice for pre-trying to conceive pre-trying to conceive are we talking about trying to conceive or like before yeah, you're even about trying to conceive okay because uh, like before you I'm going to talk about both because yeah. I have the thought in my head. Um, <laughs> but before I even try to conceive, I always recommend getting on a prenatal. If you're of childbearing age, you need to be on a prenatal, ladies. Things happen. It's important. Yeah. It has all the nutrients our thyroid loves, our cycle, um, our female sex hormones love. Like we need all those nutrients. So why are we just not taking prenatals? I, I don't get it. I don't know. Um, do it. <laughs> um, as far as while you're trying to conceive, my number one piece of advice is, hmm, what's my number one piece mm. of advice? 
before or while trying to conceive <laughs> my gut is saying like say stay off of facebook groups but i was the girl in the facebook group so like <laughs> i can't really either. say that um huh my biggest piece of custard so much it's hard to pick one yeah like obviously do a full workup of labs before Mm. you're thinking about trying to conceive like everything like go to your ob say in the next two three years even if it's in the next year and you just who knows what's going to happen yeah i want to have a baby i want to make sure everything's good and if it's not i want to do something about it that's what i did and then two months later i was pregnant but um i literally was like i want to get pregnant and i was just diagnosed with pcos what do i need to do and they gave me like boom 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 list um and i started implementing a lot of that stuff so i i definitely think it's important to know what's going on in your body and advocate for yourself, but also empower yourself to know what's going on in your body. And the way you know or get a little bit more insight is through blood work. So we love that. And I definitely think that that is what I would do while I'm trying to conceive or I'm even considering taking the next step to try to try to conceive. Yeah, we love some good data. So mm-hmm. well that concludes our QA for today um if you guys have any questions you can always send them through our dms on um make a baby with hashimoto's podcast on instagram or um through our personal instagrams as well we'll be doing more of these in the future and yeah if you guys have any questions you can also put them down below in the comments we'd love to see your guys' feedback or you know what you guys need help with because that's what we're here for (laughs) yes all right but we love you guys. And if you need anything, we'll We're see here. you. We'll see you on Instagram. <laughs> Toodles. Bye guys. Bye.